Amen. Jesus Christ is the way. Amen. Jesus Christ is the way. Amen. Jesus Christ is the way. I saw a post on Facebook early this morning and somebody said, I just don't know how I'm going to get up this morning. The news is just so depressing and it's raining outside and it's gray and I'm friends with all these preachers on my timeline and they're all getting up and moving and it's early in the morning and I, I just don't know how I'm going to get up in the morning this morning and, and you know what? Jesus Christ is the way. <laughs> Jesus Christ is the way. Jesus Christ is the way. And if that doesn't mean anything, well, whew, we have a problem. <laughs> we have a problem. Jesus Christ is the
have that king of pops. What is the most important thing in your life? chapter, you know, we're loving Colossians this, this season, and we're going to the third chapter. If you have a paper Bible, you want to go to the back of it. If you have an electronic device, just type in C-O-L, and it will pop up for you. And depending on what translation you have, I'm in the New Living Translation. The title is, is really funny to me. In the New Living Translation, you actually get two titles. And the first of the two titles is what Christians should do. <laughs> Does anybody else think that's funny? <laughs> I, I, I think that's funny. There, there's, there's a saying that's going around in popular theology and popular culture right now that says, don't keep shooting all over yourself. You know, people say all the time, well, I should, I should, I should. But what are you actually doing? Yeah. Right? What Christians should do. And the second title is living the new life. So today we're going to explore in Colossians chapter 3, we're going to explore what Christians should do, but really what this new life looks like. And our sermon title is Christ Matters. Yeah. Hear these words. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, Set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. 
have nothing to do with sexual immortality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malice behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other. For you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. But put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it does not matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric or uncivilized, slave or free. Now lean in and hear this part. Christ is all that matters. And Christ lives in all of us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, here we are to worship. Here we are to bow down. Here we are to say that you are indeed our worthy and our holy God. So come and fall fresh on us. We have come not to hear a word from Jasmine, but expecting you to show up to speak to our hearts and our minds and our souls to clean out all the junk that's flying around in us and through us and around us to set us right with you, to transform us and to send us forth for the breaking of a new season, oh God. So have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Take this, your servant, and hide her behind that old rugged cross so that everything that is said and everything that is heard may come straight from you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Matter. Now, I am no scientist. Science is not where I love to live. But I do remember that matter is the smallest particle that exists in the world. That anything that exists is made up of matter. That anything that occupies Space that is a physical substance in general is made up of matter. That atoms and protons and all of those things that make the world work the way they work, all of those things that don't that I don't get, that bing bing and bang bang and all of that stuff, it's all matter. And it all means something. And it all works together so that our world works together and each 
piece has a place that it fits in. And if it doesn't work together, then we don't have our world the way that we have it. And if it doesn't fit together the way that it's supposed to fit together, then it misfires and we have collisions and things don't work together. And we have storms and earthquakes and brains misfire and things just get all out of whack and things go all kawuki, as my daddy would say. Matter matters. And the way that matter is aligned is crucial. It makes a difference in the world. If we don't pay attention to the critical ways in which matter aligns, we have a great big old mess. Oh, you didn't know that science and religion work together really well? Oh, somebody didn't tell y'all that. What school did y'all go to? (sighs) Matter is also a subject or a situation under consideration. Oxford's English Dictionary, Wayne, says that in terms of the law, something which is to be tried or proved in the court or a case is also... A matter. A matter is something of importance. So when we say that life matters, or when we say that Christ matters, we can look at this in two different ways. We can say that life is of critical importance, that Christ is of critical importance, or we can say that Christ is a situation. We can say that life is a situation. We can say that Christ occupies space. We can say that life occupies space. We can say that in terms of law, Christ is something to be examined. We can say that in terms of law, life is something to be examined. What's the difference between you and somebody who's never met Jesus? What's the difference between you and somebody who's never darkened the doorstep of a church? Last night, 30-something people died. Can anybody tell the difference between your Facebook feed and somebody who? Hmm. Eugene Peterson's message puts it this way. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you, but look up 
and be alert to what's going on. Because that's where the action is. See the things from Christ's perspective. Your old life is dead. Your new life in Christ, which is your real life, even though it's invisible to spectators, is where God shows up. What does this mean? I think the people of God have a hard time with this text because we have a hard time with life and death. We, we have a hard time talking about life and death and we have a hard time understanding life and death. So, Pastor Walter, we have a really hard time with this text and with Christology. That's the understanding of Christ, the study of Christ, because we, we don't really understand how to talk about being raised to life and dying to Christ. See, verse 1 says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor. Wait a minute. Raised to new life, that means I have to die. But I don't like death. But verse 3 helps us here. We have to understand death as a highly anticipated place. Not an end, but a new beginning. You, you, you see, if, if we want this rose bush to grow, You want the shootings to stop? We want the hatred to stop. We want the racism to stop, the sexism to stop, the political vitriol to stop. We want it all to stop. Then we need to get real comfortable with death. That's what Paul's trying to teach us today. That's what Jesus is trying to teach us today. If we really want to live this with God life, if we want to live the abundance of life that Christ has promised us, then we're going to have to get comfortable with death. 
There's a, there's a saying that says your comfort zone will kill you. As long as we have to have things our way, as long as we have to do things our way, as long as we have to say things our way, as long as we have to have our candidates, as long as we have to do our thing, as long as we have to sing our song, as long as we have to have mine, as long as I have to have mine, as long as I have to do mine, as long as I, 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 as long as it's about me, and as long as it's not about Jesus, we will be where we are and we will be dead and life will not matter. But when we can get comfortable with death, when we can get comfortable with death to me, Death to self, death to what I want, death to my way, death to what I think, death to what I have to have. Then the things of earth will grow strangely dim, and the light of his glory and grace. So what matters most? What matters most to you? What's the most focused thing in your presence? Is it Christ? Or is it comfort? Is it God's way? Or is it my way? Is it the things of heaven? Or is it the things of earth? You see, the the text goes on to say in in verse 12 that God chose us because we have the capacity to love. That's the end of the story. That's the rest of the story here. We have the capacity to love. That's the answer. When we die to self, we were raised to life in Christ, and that gives us the capacity to be raised in love and to love our neighbors and to not ask who is our neighbor because we already have that understanding.